0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner.
1: This is episode number 388 with relationship coach Chuck Rocky, and it's about how to avoid being dumped. This is perfect timing. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And uh, people dump each other around this time. We're going to talk about that and why people would rather dump than than have to deal with all the pressure of Valentine's Day maybe. But I am Sandy Weiner. I want to welcome you to Last First Date Radio where we believe it is never too late for love and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and love. A woman of value is someone who stands up, shows up, and speaks up because she knows her worth. And every week I bring you a tip on how to become that woman of value. And by the way, this is not just for women. I think these tips really apply to everybody. We just I just my audience is women, uh, that's who I coach, but I know this show goes out to men and women, and we have a man on the show today, so today's tip is communicate communicate, hard to say, clearly and graciously, and when I started doing this work, I realized how much we suffer from poor communication most of us are not taught to be direct so we are passive aggressive we hint around things we think that if somebody really cares about us they'll really know what we think and feel and they'll they'll just they'll just know and that is not true at all as most of you probably have figured out by now so if you have an issue if you are upset about something really work on that communication so my challenge for you this week is to to just Say it, you know. It could come even if it comes out sloppy and messy, and it's hard for you to do. Um, you know, let somebody know that you're scared to say what you have to say, but that you care about them deeply, and that's why you want to say this. So that is my my challenge for you. And if you are not yet a member of my Facebook group, it's a free group. It's called Your Last First Date. We are an established, lovely, wonderful group of women over forty who are. Looking for positive dating guidance. This is not a place to rant, to talk about how you should just run and men are horrible people. We don't allow any of that. So, if you're looking for a positive place to really advance your dating life, to go on your last first date, join us at your last first date. And now for my guest, Chuck Rocky. He is a Princeton educated software engineer who became a dating and relationship coach. He has a passion for helping clients gain more happiness and vitality. And his method, bleh, I think I had too much coffee today. His method of coaching considers the unique patterns that we exhibit when dating and within our intimate partnerships to forge and strengthen our most important relationships. He prides himself on guiding people to add new dimensions to their lives like self-acceptance, focus, greater connection, or whatever they desire to add to the world. Welcome to the show, Chuck.
0: Hi, Sandy. Great to be with you.
1: Thank you. Well, first question I have, and I think anybody listening who hears that you're a Princeton-educated software engineer who became a dating and relationship coach would wonder like what made you pivot? What is it?
0: Well, that's a great question. I started to um, like want to pursue problems that had more to do with people, you know, sitting in front of the computer was great and solving those problems uh, was terrific. But I started like a slow road to change. I first went into management, which involves some coaching, and then uh, went on to take a coaching uh, training class and all that. So it started to really open up my world um, in a lot of different ways. And then eventually, one day, I had a stroke. And so now I can't, I've recovered most of my faculties, but I still can't really see well enough to uh, program and so I had to make a choice I had to find a new thing to do so um, you know I took a yoga training class and but I already had that um, interest in coaching um, so that's what I ended up pursuing.
1: Mm. How long ago did you have a stroke?
0: That was in December of um, this is about four years ago yeah
1: that's difficult and and at the same time i I have seen so many people who have had you know big crisis, especially health crisis, happen that it it really kind of refines who they are in many ways, and I've shared on my other podcast that Ram Das, who passed away recently, uh, had a stroke about twenty years before he died, and he lost the ability to move most of his body and it helped him to release his ego, and so it was just very interesting where people go with crisis and so I love that you turned it around mm-hmm. and made it made it a plus in your life and really found some of your gifts that you have that that may not have come to light had you not suffered right
0: right, so you know it was a it was a big um big incident for me because like him i I couldn't write or stand up or speak very well or see very well. So it really took a couple of years before I was uh, able to drive my car and go to the store for myself. So there was a lot of like, uh, there was a lot of soul searching involved. And, uh, uh. and, you know, I had to ask myself what was there if I was not in high tech, what else? You know, what other interests and passions uh, would I develop, do I want to develop
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I can't even imagine losing all of that and then you know sort of getting clarity about your what you really want to do in your life and what you really are here to do yeah for so let's sure get, yeah I mean, it's and you went to the same coaching school I went to, CTI, to take some classes. Which, uh-huh. um, for anybody yeah. who doesn't know, it's um, coactive coaching. And one of the things I loved about the coactive training is that it was a very unique concept to me that you come to coaching to co-create. Um, you know, together with your coach, your coach isn't just giving you. The, the formula and the method for helping your life, but you co-create it together, um, which I think is great. And, and you know, what, so what were some of the things you got out of that training program? Um,
0: one thing I really remember is like, don't step over anything. So anything that uh, your client says, that's an opportunity to just jump in and open it up and see what their world is like a little bit more. Um, So, yeah, how to have a really, like, slow, intimate conversation was how it started out, and that really stayed with me.
1: Mm. Yeah, I love the uh, don't step over anything. I think we tend to be afraid often to address Mm -hmm. the elephant in the room, (laughs) the the dissonance between how somebody sounds and what they're actually saying. And mm-hmm. it's, it really, really enhances a relationship when you can be truthful and you can help somebody see where they're not, what they're not seeing.
0: Yeah, and that elephant is really what you're there to talk about either as a coach or when you're in a relationship and how to um, bring up that topic and go into that really difficult place uh With a knowing that you know it 's going to be okay, and actually, even though you don 't know where that conversation is going it 's really important to have that conversation and go into those tough spots
1: yeah, so let 's get into that because the topic today is about how to avoid being dumped, and being dumped often happens, I think um when people avoid these conversations and then they 're shocked and blindsided, and i didn 't see it coming. So um, so talk about like when somebody first feels that there's some tension, what can they do to really improve the relationship?
0: Yeah, just like what we were talking about really key is to open up those lines of communications communication by starting an intimate conversation and really finding out what's going on with your partner because it may be the tension may be coming from your relationship or maybe coming from a problem at work, which they haven't told you about. So finding out what that is will better enable you to support them. And also just right off the bat, it'll let off some steam. Mm.
1: So do you have a way to start that conversation? Like, do you have any like scripts you can share with our audience?
0: Sure. You want to, that's a great question. You want to pick a good time, you know, um, Mm -hmm not right when they come home from work or right before you're going to go to bed when everybody's tired. Just pick a time that seems like they and you are relaxed. And then also, you don't want to make them feel ambushed. So you you might say, you know, is this a good time to talk? I know there's there's been some distance between us lately, and I would uh, like to find out what's going on with it. And then also what's really important is when you, after you start that talk is just to sit back and listen and really find out what is going on
1: with them and not
0: project what, what you think might be the problem.
1: That's really important to sit back and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was just having this conversation with somebody about how she said she really enjoyed when people would say, you're feeling this, and that must be really hard. And she said, "I really liked it because she was able to name my feelings, and I said, mm-hmm. "I'm not sure that you would like that today because you're much more clear about your feelings, and what if what if they're completely wrong, um, and it can feel a little like they're not really listening when they're naming your feelings so how do you, how do you feel about that?
0: Great. Right. You know, so that that's interesting. We talked a little bit about CTI and lately I've been um, working with this thing called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And they have a couple techniques for listening, which I think are really insightful. Um, mm. So one is to, uh, when somebody says something, instead of trying to summarize or, Paraphrase back to them what they said. Um, just pick out a couple keywords in what they said, and just and just repeat back those. So somebody might say, you know, I want to feel closer to you, but I still want to have my freedom. That's really important to me. And you might say, feel closer and freedom. So mm. one, you're not paraphrasing and maybe getting it wrong and making them feel uncomfortable but they really feel heard because it turns out if you just give them back exactly a couple words that they say, they feel heard, it's very quick, and then also it draws them out and they're, um, and they're really bound to share more. They're given a lot of space to keep going and that's what you want. You want to get some more information from them.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Um, so you're, not, you're not really saying much. You're just repeating the keywords.
0: Exactly. And they feel like you totally got it. you know. Mm. So they feel they're, that you're really with them. You've got it. And there's a lot of space for them just to continue on. Um, right. And so another technique from NLP for listening, which I love, is when they say something like that, you know, I want to feel closer to you, and you know, but I still want my freedom. You might say, you know, what does freedom mean to you? I'm curious. So that that's a thing where, like, you think they, you know what they mean, but really freedom could mean, like, they want to take the vacation of their choice or they just want some time after work to open a beer. You, you never know what, what it is really that they want, which makes them think – use this freedom word. So, mm. and again, they'll talk a lot and let you know what that means for them. And that's great.
1: That's that's a great technique. And I think that we often make assumptions. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a really big killer in relationships. Um, yeah. Jumping to yeah. conclusions and, oh, so freedom. So you just want to leave? You know, it could be, right. oh, so you're yeah. feeling trapped. Uh, oh well, sorry. I'm sorry. You know, it could go. It could go anywhere. Um. So, so that that brings to mind triggers. You know. So somebody's coming to this conversation, and you're already feeling like there's tension. I'm a little on the defensive because I'm already expecting the worst. And do you have any good techniques for helping somebody to? get centered before this conversation because if you're not, you're going to bring all kinds of assumptions and garbage to the conversation.
0: Right. So there's a couple of things, you know, one is just a little meditation and slowing down your breath and trying to regulate your body um, can be really helpful starting out a conversation. And then the other thing is remembering that both of you are like whole capable adults and you have the ability to work through this. Um, that I think is really important, just taking that approach. Like, you know, it's going to be okay and we've got this. And um, really the first step is just to really find out what's going on with them and kind of leave leave the problems behind for a moment, and just find out what's happening on the other side there.
1: So it's curiosity, I'm hearing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the the slowing down and regulating, and the, the concept that we learned in CTI about everybody being creative, whole, and resourceful, creative, resourceful, and whole, yeah. C-R-W. Yeah. <laughs> Um, It's been Mm -hmm. a long time since I've taken these courses. But, um, yeah, I love that. I think, um, you know, not not thinking you're broken or they're broken, but that you can both have this conversation and be okay.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and be closer at the end of the conversation or just having that vulnerable conversation.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And... What I love is um, that at the beginning you also, when we started talking about this, um, you stated the intention. You know, it's like you stated what you're seeing. There's some distance behind us, and I'd like to find out what's going on. Do you think there's anything else that can be added to kind of set a safe space for this conversation? Because when somebody says, is this a good time to talk, often the fight or flight amygdala just kicks in. It's like, no, never.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Just really um, elaborating on your intention that you, you know, you don't, you just really want to find out, letting them know that you're, you're not going to try to punish them or make them wrong or something. Like, it's really if your intention is just to find out and your intention is to open up, if you can communicate to that them that, that makes it a lot less, um, lot less scary to have that conversation and kind of let yeah. them know that it's all going to be okay. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, people can get really triggered on these kinds of uh, conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I yeah. used to be terrible at having them. I I would be in relationships when I was younger, and somebody would hurt my feelings, and then I'd come to them, and it, I definitely held it in too long, and I would just tell mm-hmm. them how they hurt me instead of knowing how to set it up, how to have the conversation. And I always wondered why people ran away. <laughs> they were like, get me away from her as fast as I can. Um, so knowing how to do this is, is such a great skill, and it's something to practice. And, and like I yeah. said at the beginning, to be kind to yourself if you don't get it right. If it doesn't come out smoothly, you know, it's it's practice. We're not used to having these kinds of conversations.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, so also what I'd say is after that, your partner shares, and you really – you think you've really gotten out what they're what they're trying to say, then it's time to like own up to how you might have contributed, not in a defensive way, but yeah, like I know I'm hard to live with sometimes because I pretty easily get angry or whatever it is, and just to like kind of show some understanding that one you're putting your your pattern on the table. And you're saying, oh, I know it's not easy to live with that, you know, and I know it's my mm-hmm. thing and I'm working mm-hmm. on it.
1: That's great. Yeah. So that creates more yeah. intimacy when you take responsibility for your side. Right.
0: Yeah. And then also, you're going to want to share what, you know, for you, what's going on in the relationship, too. And once they mm-hmm. see there's another side to it, of course, it's, um, it's really helpful for them to know exactly what your side is, but also that they see that there's another adult human being over there that's having a different experience. Then they can start to see that we're, we're both just people like doing our best. Mm.
1: So that's in an ideal situation where people are, understanding and Mm -hmm. have emotional intelligence and can center themselves and talk these things out Um, often we don't have that we have two triggered people who come at each other don't talk for three days Um, they've saved it up they're exploding the old me Um, so what do you do if like let's say one of the partners is able to talk like this but the other one is just Mm -hmm. very reactive
0: Right. Well, certainly, you know, that whole thing about repeating one or two words of what they just said will actually calm them down. Because you're not saying anything different than what they said. You're saying exactly, you're you're kind of supporting them that you understand them. And they naturally kind of calm down when you're using that technique. Uh Uh, And then you know, just taking a time out. You know, okay, you know, let's let's we're kind of reactive now. Or like I noticed, I noticed the um, the conversation is getting a little heated. You can say that, and maybe it's time to like take a little break right now, because it's really hard for both of you to um, think kind of logically and work through things. So you might have to take a little break um, if things get really heated, and come okay. back to it. And if you can break without people throwing insults or threats each way or ultimatums, then then the other person will get the idea that it's it's you know it's a safe space in that nothing negative is really going to happen when you have that conversation. You know, Some bad feelings are going to come up, but you'll be able to lead that without any damage being done. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I love the idea of taking a break. It, it gives you space. Um, and mm-hmm. I think what the other part that you said that's really important is come back to it later because often taking a break is let's just never talk about this again.
0: Right. Yeah. If yeah, so if you haven't take a break, it's a good it's a good indication that there's more work to be done there, for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Um so when do you know that it's not a good relationship and it is time to dump or be dumped?
0: <laughs> right. Well, it's obviously it's up to the other person if they're going to dump you. But, you know, (laughs) some things that come to mind are like, you know, if there's a lot of bullying or real abuse going either way, or, um, you know, your partner is constantly tearing you down rather than supporting you. Uh, Sometimes, you know, somebody can like, you can say a nice thing and out of the blue, the other person just kind of undercuts you. You can talk about this good thing that happened to you the other day or today when you're getting home and sharing about your day. And if that's their reaction to always be cutting you down, you know, that's a problem for your self esteem and your relationship. Uh-huh. And, and also, if that other person isn't open to communicating about issues then it's really hard to, you know, get back on track in a relationship if the other person isn't willing to to work on it. And things are just, things can only get worse, you know. Um, And then, you know, if the joy joy has gone out of the relationship, then, you know, if it's been six months since you had a really good time with that person, then Huh. You know, you got to evaluate whether you really want to be in the relationship.
1: Yeah. Yep. That. Those are all good tips. Um, definitely abuse, bullying, any kind of criticism, contempt, um, an attack on your self worth, and the unwillingness to work on things. I mean, that's to me. You know, I recognize that that was missing in my marriage and I wanted to work on things and it was really difficult for him to do that. And it couldn't go anywhere. You know, it just couldn't Mm -hmm. develop and grow without both people willing to put work into it and admit that they can, you know, both take in take their share and admit that they have a problem and they need to, to work on it. Um, so for me, I felt trapped. I felt there was you know, no joy for me. It was, I just knew I had to get out to kind of save myself. Um, yeah. so, um, so do you work with people in relationship to help them with issues like this?
0: Yeah, I do. I work with a lot of people who are dating uh, and want relationship, and that naturally kind of leads into, um, you know, how do I navigate one when I have one Um, Uh yeah so mostly individuals who are in a relationship um, and kind of around a lot of the issues that we're talking about now do I want to stay in one how do I how do I evaluate that and how do I you know how do I perform that repair how do I deal with that and also how do I deal with like we really want both different we both want really different things, and how do we go about that
1: yeah so so what are the some of the questions um, that you recommend people ask even before they get into a relationship to know if they align and so that they can avoid some of these issues?
0: well um, I think it really helps to know that your values align. so what are the things and for that you really have to explore like the things that are important for you and what you want out of a relationship so once you you have those values like adventure and honesty and uh, you know a, a caring relationship once you have that then you can start to look for that in other people um, and if those align, and also I find like, you know, if we want to spend time with our partner, then we 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 have to kind of have some, you know, things we like to do together. So yeah, looking for those similar values, looking for the fact, you know, whether I want kids or not, you know, some basic life trajectory things. Um, yeah, and seeing seeing how that feels and seeing how that lands in the first, you know, few dates.
1: Yeah, those are all really important. Um, and so how, I mean, a lot of people feel like unless they're interrogating, um, their dates, they don't find this stuff out. Do you have any really fun ways to have these conversations without a feeling like an interrogation?
0: Yeah. So the, um, it's funny because those same questions, which can sound like interrogation questions, the first thing is to soften them. I'm curious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or like, you know, that, And, yeah, there are other softeners, but that's one way just to soften those questions. And then, you know, really, I love the thing which you were saying. Uh, I listened to some of your shows, and you're like, the... This slow reveal, you know, like mm-hmm. you can take your time to get to these things. And then, also, a really interesting thing is like, you know, when you, can, when you ask somebody what they do or what their passions are, you can say, Yeah, what do you really love about that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if it's something very important to them, then their answers will be very revealing about who they are. And those will those will bring up the list of values right away. Um, that's a great question.
1: Yeah, yeah I love that Just one. Just
0: what do you do? And they answer, it. and then you say, "What do you love about it?" And all of yeah. a sudden, all these things will pop out uh, out about them that are intrinsic to their nature.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I love that, and I think people often don't share beyond. I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm an mm-hmm. accountant. Um, that's not an interesting conversation, but, you know, what What makes you get up in the morning? What do you love about your work? What particularly? And some people actually don't like their work. And so one thing I like to ask is, if you could be doing anything else, what would it be and why? You know, because you really want to know, like, if money wasn't an issue right. or time or, because um, that's also very revealing. So. Yeah, there there are great ways to find out a lot about people, and people often have very surface conversations and then read into, like that whole point you brought up before about freedom. What is freedom to you? That's right. Just asking somebody what that is to them is just going to give you so much information. Right. Um, so this has been wonderful, Chuck, and I would like to ask you one more question before we talk about how people can sure. find you. Uh, which is if you were to give one last piece of advice to people who want to go on their last first date, what would it be?
0: Mm. Yeah, just um, I think it has to do with that, that value piece and starting ha- to have those more uh, like ask the person what really lights you up right now. And as soon as you're starting to get into the those those values and what motivates the person, then you can really start connecting on a deeper level and um and really
1: get into it. Mm, I love that. What lights you up? What lights you up right now, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> this conversation, Sandy. <laughs> Well, this, is, this has been great, and that's a good answer. Um, so, Chuck, tell people how they can find you.
0: Yeah, the best way is to go to my, uh, my website, chuckrocky.com. That's R-O-C-K-E-Y. Or you can just send me an email at chuck at com, And uh, we can talk about whatever you'd like. Yeah, just see, right. see what's going on.
1: Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for doing this important work. I love that you are weaving NLP and CTI work into your work and helping so many people. And you help more men than I do. I help more women, and maybe they can all get together and go on their last first date.
0: (laughs) That sounds great. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun, Sandy. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you, Chuck. And thanks so much, everybody, for listening today. And if you love our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and share this show uh, so we get more love. And um, happy, happy Valentine's Day. Don't get caught up in the craziness of it. And just, just celebrate love because it's everywhere. So we hope you go on your last birthday date very soon.